We're joined by Jesse Francis, who is a CPA and manager over at Marcus and Associates Chartered Professional Accountants here in London. You know, with the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit, the CERB, and all the changes that have come to it, a lot of people are quite confused. First off, can anybody apply for the CERB? So there are some criteria that the government set out in order to apply. They are pretty generous. So the, the big ones to be aware of are that you need to be residing in Canada, at least 15 years old. You need to have stopped working because of reasons related to COVID, or you need to be eligible for employment insurance, which is an important distinction that I can talk about later. Right. You also need to have had employment or self-employed income of at least $5,000 in 2019. That self-employed income can be in the form of dividends from a small owner-managed corporation, or it can just be from a little mom-and-pop shop, small business that you administer yourself. And the last thing that is important to distinguish. In order to apply, you can't have quit your job voluntarily or be refusing to work. So what happens if I apply and I start receiving the money, but I don't technically qualify? Because right now what I'm hearing is the government's accepting all applications and they're trying to, you know, kind of figure it out later. Will I then have to pay it back? Do I have to pay the whole thing back? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, You're absolutely right that the government is trying to make this as easy as possible. Obviously, it's a pretty unusual situation that we're in right now so they do want to get canadians the help that they need as quickly as possible but they are going to be going back and they're going to be reviewing people on a case-by-case basis to make sure that they did in fact qualify and that they weren't receiving you know payments under multiple programs or that they weren't still working and getting paid so just recently it was announced that if you have workers who have been receiving the serb benefit payment and then are hired back by their employees, and they're hired back because the employers have been offered one of the wage subsidy programs that the government's also been making available. Right. They're going to be expecting that some of these Canadians who've received the SERB payment to pay that back. So does that work out to the entire amount that they were given then? Well, at this point, we haven't gotten complete clarification on that, but we're okay. believing that it's going to be on a weekly basis. Everyone's hearing that they're receiving $2,000 a month, but really you're receiving $500 every four weeks. It seems plausible that the government is going to look at it on a weekly basis, but we don't have that information yet. And if people are concerned about that, I really would recommend that they consult with their tax advisor or accountant or even their employer. That's a good idea. They really don't want to end up having to find out next year that you owe a ton of money. No, absolutely. Now, there's, um, you know, people that were maybe off work before and they were on EI and then they're applying for the CERB. Can you apply for both EI and the CERB? Do you have to pick? Yeah, this is an important question, which a lot of people really aren't clear on. So there are some individuals who can actually choose whether or not to apply to ER, EI or CERB. But you can't apply to both. You can only okay. be receiving one or the other. So for individuals who've been receiving payments under EI before March 15th, that's the date that the government had set in place for this, they're going to continue to receive those payments as they would have normally. Okay. Things get a little bit murkier for people who would be qualifying for EI and have been laid off after March 15th because you can actually look at choosing which program to apply for. Now, I want to make it clear that you're not supposed to be applying to both, and the government has made it very clear that they're going to be going after anyone who does apply to both and expect a repayment. When you're looking at what programs to apply to, there are considerations. Some people might receive larger payments under the CERB program rather than EI. But at the same time, CERB is capped at 16 weeks. EI has a longer duration depending on what your previous employment history has been. Oh, okay. So it really depends upon your situation. Yeah, it does. So again, this is something where 
people shouldn't just be making necessarily a quick and hasty decision. If you've you know had an annual salary of thirty five thousand and would qualify for EI, you're not going to necessarily collect as much money as you would the CERB program. But if you think that you might be laid off for longer than sixteen weeks, CERB's going to run out, and we haven't gotten instruction as to how you might be able to apply for EI at that point. You might be excluded from it, and you might be out some cash longer. You might be getting a little bit less money from the government in the short term, but you, it could be beneficial in the longer run if right. you're in an industry that's been impacted quite a bit more severely. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, if I apply for the CREB and, and get it, what will that mean for my taxes next year? Yeah. So th- this is probably one of the most important questions. It's going to cause a lot of complexities yeah. for people filing their taxes next year. You're absolutely right. Uh, people are going to be required to pay tax on the amounts that they receive. Okay. Now, the amount that anyone's going to have to pay is going to be probably different for every single person who receives payment. It depends on the tax bracket that you're in, and it also depends on how much you receive. As a general rule, what we can say is that you're probably going to want to set aside 25% of the payment that you're receiving just to make sure that you have that cash available to cover taxes that you might be owing come spring 2021. Right. You don't want people going ahead and spending all the money and not keeping some of it aside. So for someone who's got an annual salary of $40,000, that includes the CERB payments that they might receive, they're going to be paying tax of around 20%. So if that person received $8,000 in CERB payments because they were on the program for 16 weeks, what that's going to mean is they're going to need to pay just about 20% tax on that $8,000. So they're going to have to pay $1,600 that hasn't necessarily been remitted to the government already. Right. Now, they might have they might qualify for some other tax credits, but generally speaking, you're probably not going to have enough credits from other programs to cover that entire tax balance. So if you're getting the CERB, hang on to some of that money. Yes, definitely something you want to do. We're chatting with Jesse Francis, who is a CPA and manager over at Marcus & Associates. And Jesse, you've been stressing throughout our whole phone call that, uh, you know, everybody is different. And if anybody has questions, if anybody's not sure. If there's something that people aren't sure of with these programs, they really should be consulting with a tax expert or their accountant. Absolutely. Jesse, thank you so much. You've been very informative. We really appreciate it. I'm very happy that I was able to help.